where the whiteboards are, a podcast by educators about all things education. So on this episode, we blind reacted to a list of 12 positive reasons to stay in the classroom, and we kind of had some fun with Sam reading off this list. So I hope you enjoy. Okay, so for today, our hope is to do a little bit of a happier episode. Maybe. We'll see. This could be very controversial. (laughs) So I have found a list that I spent many hours researching and have definitely thoroughly read through. And it is 12 wonderful things about being a teacher, okay? This is from a website called Team of Teachers. I have not looked into this website. If it is questionable, I'm so sorry. Um, It's a neo-Nazi organization. (laughs) (laughs) But what's so bad about Nazi care? Can anybody convince uh, you? Point, counterpoint. Whose line Uh, is it anyway? So I'm gonna read the 12 things um, one at a time and we'll decide if you guys agree. Do you feel like this is a wonderful part of being a teacher? If you want it, um, it has like a justification for why they listed it. So you're welcome to ask for more information. We'll start with like a reaction to the headline. And then if we need the justification, is it like ranked? Like the first one is the the least. Um, no. Okay. Just random. Okay. Okay. I'm going to, it's good to know. Like I need all the details. <laughs> I Am I expecting the best or is this? Um, no, I'm going to assume it's not ranked based okay. off this, this quick look through. Okay. Are you ready? Oh yeah. This is going to be like our um, um, Myers-Briggs personality test. Ooh, We're going to learn like a lot it. about us. What if we disagree with all ENTJ. of them? <laughs> <laughs> INFTJ. I don't know mine because I'm that category that doesn't believe in personality tests, which the test acknowledges that I exist. Um, I forget what category. But I do not acknowledge you exist. <laughs> <laughs> I am here as a spectral presence only. I'm your guide. Um, okay. Number one. Teaching is a creative outlet. I mean, yeah, it's it's easy for me to say yes. Yeah, I would agree. It's I definitely think like lesson planning and things that I create are my own, and so that's very creative. I also really enjoy hanging up posters, and <laughs> hot glue is really cool. <laughs> so, yeah, oh, I saw this guy who made hot glue, glue is really cool. Yeah. I, saw the, I saw this guy who made hot glue guns. Like it literally shot hot glue. Like like you could like, like hot distance? glue a car. Yeah. That seems incredibly dangerous. And really hot. <laughs> like hot glue guns are low key the actual worst. Yeah, they, if you actually you burn yourself burn on the one, they're or, awful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whoops. Wow. Somebody should have told me this was hot. (laughs) (laughs) If only there was some sort of warning. Yeah, I I agree with that aspect. Like, I definitely tried to embrace the creative side of teaching. So it brought you all joy, you felt? Yeah. I mean, I guess, like, there's an aspect of it where it's not truly creative because, like, I'm having to be creative for a specific reason. Like, oh, I have to teach this thing. Let me think of how to do it, you know? So it's like sort of anti-creative in that way, whatever that word I, is. I feel like that opens up a very potentially deep conversation though about creativity in general. Like if you're doing a commissioned piece of art, are oh, you okay. being creative? Yeah, I mean, that's Ooh. Fair, Question mark. Anyway, that's okay. not topical. That's, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Okay. Topical. Number two. Like lotion. <laughs> topical. How are you doing today? Okay. <laughs> it's one of them days. Oh, wow. It's getting real spicy. Number two, you have quite a bit of control over your environment. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. I do not have any control over what the heat does, the AC. I have no control over it. No, because here's what happened in my classroom. All right. 
it's September, okay? One of my kids decided to crank her up to 90, and then I left for the weekend and broke my thermostat. So no, I have no control over my environment whatsoever. Is temperature the only thing thing that matters? Listen, if I'm hot and really angry. no temperature control, everything is broken. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Everything is broken if I don't have control over my temperature. I okay. don't have control over the environment because the bell rings and then the next group of kids comes in. I don't have control over that. That's I don't true. have necessarily control over like who's in the classroom. I mean, to a certain degree, cause it's a band program, but like also like, let's just put it out there. Some of my classes get treated like dumping grounds. So I don't have control over that either. You know, yeah. I guess I have control over the posters I put on the wall and how much hot glue I use for them. But, <laughs> you know, <Right. laughs> But uh, not not to diminish your right. response. It no, just, but mm, I, I guess I'm split on this one. Like okay. the physical environment, mm-hmm. like I can control where the desks go. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah. unless unless the configuration only works for twelve tables. <laughs> uh, let's see. I maybe that's one of the few things I can control. Yeah, I can put things on the wall and decorate things, but I can't ever paint the wall. Oh, I have yeah. limited oh, yeah. control over the climate. Um, as far as like the the attitude type aspect for the environment, yeah, I have control over that. But there's a lot of it that's maybe not in my control. Okay. So it's debatable is, yeah. is the overall yeah. consensus. But I, I think if you're in a position where you're given a really bad physical environment that absolutely affects Mm -hmm. the intangibles. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Because there's only so much you can do. Well, you know, like Sam had crickets raining from her ceiling (laughs) one year. Like that's, that's an environmental thing that she cannot control. Well, I'd like to say Amanda crickets in your ceiling. (laughs) That is my favorite classroom activity. That's how I was trying to lure the mice in. I thought they'd eat the cricket. Remember that time I caught the mouse in your room? And then we kept it as a pet. (laughs) Um, Can I tell you, I sort of, I think this one is true for me. Like this is one of the the control that I have over my daily existence, I think is one of the reasons that I like teaching because I don't have a boss who gives me direct tasks. Like I, as a person, do not like to be told what to do. This is possibly one of my character flaws. Um, and the fact that somebody doesn't come to me every day and like tell me specifically how I have to do things, I have restrictions over my time, sure. Like the bell exists, the schedule exists. I don't get to decide the order of my classes or something like that. But the idea that I get to mostly have say and dictation over my day, over the pacing of what we're doing, um, I like that very much. That's one of my yeah, I guess I prefer pros. to have the directive. I like being told what to do, but not how to do it. That, yeah, like, that's I really my, want to be left alone. Yeah. Like, uh, trust me to do the things and I will go do them. And when you, you mentioned environment, my head just went to my classroom. I didn't even take into account like entire school building. Yeah. Both tangible and intangible. Mm-hmm. Which is very true. Um, okay. Number th- three. Oh, so sorry. Do you want more? No, I was asking, was that two or three? Is two. You have opportunities to collaborate. Eric does not. (laughs) That's not true. That's not true. You have, you collaborate with choir. 
Yeah. And you collaborate with uh, the performing arts. Well, yeah. Okay. So the fine arts. <laughs> the what? Like the oh, performing arts. Yeah. With the drama and the <laughs> art and the choir. Like, I guess we do. Eric just full supported how I said it. I like that. Like, Thank you. Yeah. The, we, I guess we do collaborate to us to an extent, but like, as far as, I, I don't know. I don't always feel like, like, um, on the history side of things, I've not met with a single history teacher in my dis, I don't want to I was like, teach history in the first place. To? I don't want to be part of that department Ooh. in the first place. I'm pretty you know? sure you told them at the start of the year that you want to be <laughs> Yeah, but like some sort of coordination where it's like, hey, what unit are you on? Like, what what are the, you know, what are you covering? Like, I have the standards list and everything, the priority standards, but I don't know. I don't feel like there's actual collaboration. It does there. say opportunities to collaborate and not forced to collaborate. <laughs> Somebody wrangles you into collaborating. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think I agree with that one because we collaborate oh, yeah. all the time. Co-plan. Because you know, we co-plan together. Mm -hmm. Now, would I say that at our old school, we necessarily had collaboration not necessarily. Two thirds of the way. Right. Yeah. They don't even know. Um, also, collaboratively, we were brought Nicole. Yeah. Shout out to our past guest who makes my day better all of the time. And I do like I derive joy from my job in terms of working with her, working with you, oh, yeah. working with our department. So I do like that. Yes. So there are lots of collab collaboration opportunities mm -hmm. for sure. I think <laughs> we all stare. <laughs> yeah. We'll stop. No. <laughs> Collaborate. <laughs> I was just waiting to be able to drop that. <clears throat> uh, so in my role as a leadership teacher, I collaborated, collaborated, collaborated with people all the time. I felt like mm -hmm. um, with all the different projects and community based um, activities we do, lots of collaboration there with teachers, administrators, staff, lots of stuff. As a math teacher, I really wanted to. Like, that's my personality. I like to work with people. Um, and it was always dependent upon the other people in the department. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they didn't have the ability to collaborate. Like, they didn't, one, they either didn't want to be there, they didn't know how to collaborate. They didn't know how to ask questions. I don't know. Um, that is something I do feel like it has to be fostered by your leadership. Authentic collaboration yeah. has to be a priority of your environment for it to work, um, which is something as like a micro building leader I try to prioritize yeah. for us. Even like district level collaboration. Um, oh. <laughs> ran into uh, roadblocks there. Mm -hmm. Well, and I guess like looking at it outside of the classroom, trying to implement some community programming, collaborating with lots of different people. Um, I think some people just don't know how to collaborate. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, they don't yeah. work well with others. Or like ego gets in the way and mm -hmm. they feel like they need the credit and it's like, well, I don't even need any of the credit. But <laughs> so, but I, the fact that you want it all kind of is annoying. Well, it's, yeah, it's just weird. I don't know. I would argue respectfully that this is a collaborative opportunity that was brought to me by teaching. So okay. shout out oh, to yeah, that. Oh, this being the podcast. Yeah, yeah, like us together talking about things. Big level. I don't know that that's what this list intended, but it is something teaching brought to me. <laughs> Go team. <laughs> Number four, you laugh every day. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. 
Teaching is hilarious. Sometimes, sometimes it's laughter through tears. Like sometimes it's like, oh my gosh, I'm so angry that I'm going to cry and laugh about how angry I am. I think for context, the listener should know that Amanda is a rage crier. Uh, yes. Yes. This is this is my response. I just rage cry. And then I laugh about how silly it is to rage cry. Um, but yeah, I think I laugh every day. Kids are stupid. <laughs> and I mean that in the best way. <laughs> like With love. I mean that in the sense that like the naive, you know, teenager in your room that doesn't know who Oprah Winfrey is and thinks that she was a singer or yeah, they're just, it's just funny. You know, these little things that they do or say, or yeah, Mm -hmm. I definitely laugh a lot. Mm -hmm. I think you have to, if you're being super serious in your teaching day, you're um, I think missing out on one of the better parts. For sure. If I was thinking about it. Yeah, I definitely, I brought this up in an earlier episode. There Days where I felt like I was just working on a stand-up routine. Yeah, like, like I am loving this. It has nothing to do with the content, but we this are having fun. Material. We're cracking jokes. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, even in the like really serious moments of leadership, where I'm trying to like drive home this really deep point, <laughs> I could always count on some student to make some random comment that just derails everything, mm-hmm. and everybody's. And hysterics. Yeah. There's lo- lots of laughter, even amongst colleagues. Like, oh my oh, gosh. Yeah. Um, yeah. Any laughter thoughts? Uh, I, you know, I, I don't know. I just keep trying to think specifically if I actually laugh every day. And it's like, I don't know. You guys bring up good points. And like, sometimes I am just laughing at how, like, wow, you have no idea what you look like right now. Like, you're, <laughs> you're clueless. <laughs> Absolutely no self awareness. Like, yeah. They're playing their instrument incorrectly and like yeah. upside down, and you're or, like, "Oh gosh." Yeah, or <laughs> just the way that they're interacting with each other or something. It's like, okay, I guess yeah, technically maybe I do laugh. I just know that there are sometimes those days where it doesn't feel like there's a lot to laugh about. But I mean, I'm not trying to be all doom and gloom. It's just like I'm trying to think. It's it's hard to think of yeah. specific examples. Even like hindsight, there are moments that are super stressful and annoying. But I think sometimes when we get together, we can laugh about them. Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. There are lots of things that are not funny in the moment. Oh, but, but later. Afterwards are actually that doesn't, Yeah, it doesn't take away from the insanity of some of those moments, like music videos. Um, but, man, we get, man, we get good laughs out of those now. Man. I don't know if Eric's um, come Ever going to live laugh, that down? Laugh yeah. phase. No, no okay. it's not. It's not. You're not the one who has to live it down. That's right. It's it's a commentary towards others, I uh, believe. Okay. Number five. You get to help people. I, I mean, yeah. Yeah, sure. Are they people, though? <laughs> but are yeah. they people? No, are they people? They're not <laughs> individuals. You know, I was just thinking about back to our, like, what, second episode where it's like, I got into teaching to serve this greater societal purpose. And I'm like, you get to help people. And we're like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the the jaded side of me is like you get to help try people, or what? <laughs> well, I yes, you, you get to try to help people. Yeah. Wow, mm-hmm. uh, you have the opportunity. What was in that punch last night? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, if you go into it because you're like I'm going to help everybody, unfortunately, not everybody wants it. Right. Uh, True. Um, so that's the little darker take on that. I would hope, though, out of everybody at the table that Jacob would know that I think you had the most 
direct help for people in the community that we served. Like all of your larger scale community projects and things. Yeah. Think about like the giving tree, especially. And I know that like that's not always flawless in execution, but the idea that lots of people weren't helped by it, I feel like would be inaccurate. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But you're so good. Um, wait, sorry. No, I agree. I think that's a good way to say that, like, you know, it's the larger scale help that people like Jacob have done for communities. That's maybe even more important than getting that kid to, like, wake up in your classroom or whatever. Mm -hmm. Or just, I'm sorry. No, 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 go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I I think in my own life, at least, and I hope we all could say this, like, I can think of at least one student, probably a year who I'm like, we started this not in a great place. And I think we ended this in like a much better place. And I hope that they are doing much better than maybe they were when we started that year. I will say, I think that's probably what keeps me in teaching is that I'm not just like grinding profit for some freaking corporation, yes. you know? Snaps. So like, I guess, yeah, it's, I can't disagree with that. <laughs> Begrudgingly helpful. I guess. <laughs> 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 help others. Number six, you get to celebrate the success of your students with them. Yeah. 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 Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Sent two kids to nationals this week, so that's cool. It's awesome. Yeah. I was thinking about um, how much I miss. <laughs> this is like a double-edged sword. Putting on a play every year is a nightmare <laughs> in many ways. I absolutely hate it, but I miss that energy of like putting on a play and how excited the kids are when it goes well. Oh, and yeah. like just that communal sense of victory. Yeah. Putting about, together like, yearbook or mm -hmm. prom and like of those celebratory th events that happen. Mm -hmm. But man, is it stressful? Oh yeah. It. Don't, miss oh. Them. <laughs> don't miss them for that. I, <laughs> Hindsight is twenty twenty, you know. Yeah. I, now it's easy to be like, oh, that was so fun. Or like Clue and the kids who did Clue were so good. And it was just a nice time. Also stressful. Um, seven, you get to witness real growth. Yeah, that's dicier, I think, because it's so gradual. Mm. You know, it's hard to actually see it. But like you said, hindsight is twenty twenty, yeah. And so like a year, two years, five years later, you can look back and be like, oh, man. Like, look at what we accomplished, but like along the way. Oh, yeah. yeah. The slog of the daily, Oof. like, yeah. oh my gosh, nobody's getting in, nobody's putting in the work. And yeah, even at the end of the year, you don't always see it. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, it takes a while to be like, oh my gosh, yeah, we did this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think that's one I've struggled with this year where I've been like, are we learning anything at all? Like, As, actually. Yeah. When the like needs of children and, education are strong right like they need to know stuff but also like our social needs are are struggling our emotional needs are struggling and like are we actually getting to anything academic appropriately yeah, at all reevaluate the purpose of a school community yeah yeah, yeah. Well, early on in teaching both as special education and then even when i was in regular education i tried to present this idea like we will have moments where you'll have a task that looks completely impossible. And by the end of the week or next week, you'll suddenly be able to do it with proficiency and it'll seem easy. And then we just kind of restart the process on a new skill. I'm like, that's really should be celebrated. Yeah. Um, like if you show your parents what you're doing, some of them 
will be blown away because mm. they can't do it. And that like, that's awesome. Right. And unfortunately that wasn't like, that never hit home mm-hmm. um, or rarely hit home in leadership. It was a lot easier mm-hmm. because it's more like social, social type goals or, you know, like public speaking, you know, that's easier to, to see and celebrate than something in math. Um, eight, you get to learn and grow along with your students. So opportunities, I guess, for self-growth. Oh, yeah. I'm a com- completely, even I was visiting my mom this week, and I, it was a test in patience taking my mother shopping. I love her. <laughs> but I can just, you know, I even she even said, like, oh, thank you for being so patient with me. And I'm like, wow, I've learned so much patience. Like, I can sit all day and listen to her talk and, you know, and do these things with kids because it's it's a learning and a growth that has definitely happened. I'm a completely different person, I would say, than I was starting education Mm -hmm. with like patience, hardening my heart a little bit. Again, I'm an angry crier, so (laughs) working on it. Um, But yeah, definitely growth for Mm -hmm. sure. I mean, to teach is to learn and to learn is to teach. They are they are uh, congruent with one another. I don't know what word I'm looking for, but one in the same. Yeah. You are the clownfish and it is the anemone. Symbiotic. Oh, yeah. I was like, We're just going to talk about finding Nemo. Hey, I got to the word. You owe. Uh oh. Please preface, I didn't read the list beforehand. Number nine is. You spent hours. You are often on the receiving end of expressions of gratitude. Oh, God. <laughs> do M&Ms count? Hand-picked oh, M&Ms. Six. Oh, hand six. Hand-picked <laughs> M&Ms, do they count? <laughs> I guess, no, no, no. Okay, so it is kind of cool. I have like a little, on my director stand, I keep a pad of like sheets of, like scraps of paper um, because I'm always having to make notes for myself or like do this during your plan hour or whatever. Um, and every once in a while, a student does and I never know who it is because they always do it when I'm like out of the room or whatever, but they'll leave like a little note, like you're a great person or like a big smiley face or like, you know, stupid stuff like that. And so I guess like that's cute whenever I come across those. Yeah. Yeah. I think kids show it in way more subtle ways that are like, I don't think they understand how much those actually mean to us, but when Mm -hmm. we find those little, you know, they picked up the marker and they wrote, you know, we hope you have a good day or like things like that. It definitely means a lot, lot more than I think they even realize. Yeah, I struggle with receiving any type of gratitude. Mm-hmm. Um, when I left teaching, I got lots of like letters and notes and cards and stuff. And this isn't going to sound like I don't appreciate them. I just struggle with it on a on a deep level. Like there's multiple things I haven't read mm-hmm. because maybe in my own head it's like then it's over, you know, like I cling on to that, those relationships. I mean, even the card that Amanda wrote me, it took me months before I opened it, like, because I struggle with it that hard. Uh Um, And I always try to teach gratitude and appreciation and let people know, like, we as a society really suck at this and like Uh doing it in an authentic manner. But we also really struggle with receiving it. And I am, I struggle with it Uh deeply. Somebody can be like, you changed my life. And in my head, I'm like, 
yeah, you're just saying this because, you know, for whatever reason, like I, and I can diminish it in my own head. Um, yeah, I've had a lot of people say thank you over the years, parents, kids, colleagues. And just over the years, I've just realized like my own baggage with it. Yeah. Um, there's a, a student we had, um, like she was one of the oh, gosh, just yeah. would go out of her way to just be like, hey, thank you for what you do. Like and with everybody, it's just like, oh, man, I need to aspire to be more like you. Um, yeah. She's one of those. If this is like moments that might not reach the final cut, her and honestly, Ellie yeah. are like, I need to re-strategize how I interact with people based off like what these kids taught me about the interacting with people. Yeah. yeah, like I think um, that's like a teaching Ellie is like a watershed moment in my life where I was like, Oh yeah, I need to reconsider how I'm absolutely doing things. Absolutely, yeah. Well, and I. Th- like gratitude and appreciation, like from colleagues, students, parents, like I, it means something like it, I'm glad it happened. I, I just struggle with like accepting it maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, it says something about us and the type of people we are and you know, maybe why we got into teaching, but the appreciation from the school district or administration for whatever reason, man, I am like super bitter mm-hmm. about the lack yes. of, of actual that. tangible. Yeah. It, I mean, man, it's I get that sometimes your schools can be huge and lots of staff to to appreciate, but giving them little tokens, um, candy, snacks, like post-it notes. <laughs> That doesn't really count as showing appreciation for all the things that they do. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in organizational leadership, like taking care of your people uh, is really important and showing appreciation beyond here. I just spent 30 cents on you. Yeah. Well, like, especially in an organization that is for, by and about people. Yeah. If you don't prioritize the people first, you know, it, then it's the whole thing crumbles. Well, and it, you have to be aware, like, if if you're going to do teacher appreciation and, and do something tokeny like like that, it can backfire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, and maybe that's, p- like, petty of us, but, ah. you know, the, I can think of multiple examples over the year. Um, I think our building administrator, when we taught together, did a good job, S- would even spend his own personal money. Yeah. But also took time to do things. Um, but district level, um, you know, like, hey, we're going to we're going to cook out for the whole staff. And he, he didn't participate in that. Right. And then it was just like bare minimum, not enough food for everybody or it's cold. Yeah. And it's just like the message that's attached to this is about appreciation. And uh-huh. if the task doesn't get completed. How then, much? Yeah, it just shows you don't appreciate us. Yeah, um, it's all, it's performative, is what that yeah. becomes. It's just performative. Well, and that's when I, when I got to that item on the list. Like, I I think we've reached a point in time where, like, you know, organizations have their own like tropes and or memes and or jokes, and like we've all made the joke several times of like your bag of chips for teacher appreciation day, mm-hmm. yeah. and like if all of my labor is worth a bag of chips, like that is a very loud 
Yes, or the, I agree. the the message that has circulated just on social medias where uh, if your job has an appreciation week, it's because you're underpaid or it's because oh, oh, yeah. like right. you're not yeah. actually given the resources that you need. Like right. it's not, not just about pay. And don't get me wrong. It, like you don't have to give me something. No, you could no, pull no. me aside and just have a conversation that's specific to me. Yeah. And man, no. what a difference that would. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I've. I have a a colleague that just reminded me and um, she worked with us and now she's at a different school. Mm -hmm. Um, But she said to me, my principal came in and then he left and then he cracked a joke. And the joke was, you're like the forgotten graduation student that I can't remember their name. (gasps) As a joke is what he said to this teacher to be lighthearted and funny. Wow. What? Wow. Yes. And so those interactions matter. They're yeah. important. They're significant. Yeah. Because she called me on the phone and said, wow, that's how they feel about me, is that I'm the kid that would walk across the stage at graduation and you'd forget their name after. Also, like, uh, no building leader should feel that way about their right. kids. Like, it's right. so awful. And that's a teacher. Like, that's Let, not even a, maybe a student person. of 7,000 or something right. insane. Like, yeah. th- those things happen. But, no, this was a... A teacher who had, who currently works there for and has worked there for five years, I want to say. Uh-huh. Like, but yeah, to say that, like, I just think about those interactions. Like, don't give me the bag of chips. Give me ten minutes. Give me a bathroom break. Right. Oh, for the give love me, of God. Yeah. give uh-huh. me an extra twenty minutes for my lunch. Whatever those little things, those mean more to me than anything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not to keep beating a dead horse, but Let's go. in the age of <laughs> in the age of COVID. When a district administrator can be like, oh, thank you for all that you're going through and not want to sit down and be like, what do you all need? Yeah. Or what can I do? What are you going through? Rather than just taking that line out of like, you know, news. These unprecedented times. Oh, teachers are going through a hard time. It's like, oh, I read this news article about it. Thanks for going through a hard time, guys. It's like, why not ask me what I'm going through? Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Try to relieve some of those pain points. Yeah. I mean. Yes. So I think what we've learned is <laughs> students surprisingly solid at expressing gratitude, yeah. especially if you think about like the average depiction of teenagers. <laughs> uh, adults do better. <laughs> Number ten, you have oh, <laughs> oh okay. maybe oh, yeah. we cut it eight. <laughs> you have a built-in support structure. Uh, now, what are they talking are they? about? Yeah, I need can to they clarify yeah. that? Okay. okay. It says, unless you work at a very small school, (laughs) you you usually have many experienced teachers or administrators to talk to when something is going wrong. Just having veteran educators around to get advice from makes it relatively easy to develop as a teacher. I think you have to skip that question. I don't know. Or I don't know. Hold on. I can silver lining this question. Okay. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. So in my past school, in which we all share, I had the most incredible 10 out of 10 work mom who I will love my mm. entire life. Mm. She could decide not to talk to me. Eric had got Sorry. the privilege of having the same work Snaps, mom. Yeah. yeah. She could decide not to talk to me for like three decades for some reason. And I will be like, as I die, I will be like, my work mom was the best of all work moms mm-hmm. and really made me feel supported. Yep. I also think initially my building administrator was very good at, 
Mm -hmm. There was like a, a phase in which my building administrator was, was really good at making me feel a golden age. supported. Um, and then I have all of you and you all make me feel supported. Don't make so. me cry. I'll be mad. <laughs> <laughs> Rage cry. Yeah. And then at our at my current building, I actually do have support staff, which is freaking cool. Listen to our episode with Nicole. And there were times last year where I was like struggling with some classroom things, especially with teaching freshmen. And I had administrators who I could go to and talk to about that. And they were very supportive. Yeah. And so I can definitely attest to the administration that we have right now. Um, it's never, it never feels like a, I gotcha when they mm -hmm. come into your room. It is very supportive. They are not there to get you, if that makes sense. Um, so that definitely feels very supported. Mm -hmm. Now, would I say I had other veteran teachers when we first started, aside from maybe two or three, we were um, in a situation where over half the staff was new the first year that we started and were first year teachers, just like all of us. So there's some camaraderie in that, but not necessarily some veteran expertise in that. There, there was this guy, his name is Jacob Conklin, and on our um, professional development days, he did come down to my room and introduce himself and offer to assist me in whatever way he could as we were adjusting to the building. What on top of my really what cool work, guy. So there were, there were, there were veteran there folks, were people, or at least people who had more experience um, than me. My mentor was the counselor, stellar lady, mm -hmm. incredible. She retired and is enjoying her grandkids and is living it up. Mm -hmm. um, but she definitely helped a ton because I would go into her room and cry or whatever. Oh my I gosh, yeah, do. I used her all the time. Yeah, she's yeah. amazing, amazing. She, had, she felt like somebody you could go to. Yeah. Like yes. This, yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think, I think I've been fortunate where I can say that that is true for me. I don't know if all of that stuff has helped me develop as like an educator. If we remove like just the social support structures out of it. Like, I don't, I don't know that I'm like, ah, oh, yes, I was a better like English content teacher because of any of that, but definitely like classroom management in terms of having a mentor teacher was very helpful. Um, adjusting to building culture was very helpful. Um, and then just like daily survival. Right. Like all you first year teachers, find yourself a teacher buddy, find those people, find that little niche group, whatever yeah. it is. Find your work mom. Yeah, find your work mom because you you need them. Or dad. Or, or dad. <laughs> or or gender neutral uh, authority figure. Yeah, whoever it is. Work parent. Find find them because you'll use them. You'll need them. I would say that's Sam is my kind of mentor at the new school. She's been my mentor. Not kind of. It's literally my job. <laughs> well, but I mean, as far as you know, I do turn to Sam every day, pretty much, um, and uh, it definitely helps a yeah. ton to have that support system. I had the pleasure of being able to see a lot of different people teach as a special education teacher, um, just doing observations on students. I got to see teachers and then being a co-teacher with multiple teachers. Um, I just got to see different styles and I try to approach most things without ego and I, it's easy for me to like take things from other people and be like, Oh, I really like what they're doing and make it work for me. So over the years, it was, you know, I, I think I developed a lot of skills by borrowing or uh, adapting what other people do. Oh, yeah. um, just and <laughs> Sam and I tried to help a colleague oh. with that <laughs> approach and it didn't work. Um, but I also thought they they just weren't open to that uh -huh. type of in mentorship or whatever. But try not to have any ego and, and realize like 
most people have something that you can use to make yourself better. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Okay. 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 Yeah. Number 11. Huh. You have time to recharge. <laughs> when? Okay. I had to add this one, says the writer. Regardless of how much I love my job, I also like to take the summer off. I also like to take the summer off to recharge my energy and spend time with my own children. I have dogs. I do like it to hang out with them. Um, I you guess know. they're not considering the fact that so many teachers pull a second job in the summer in order to, you know, live. Yeah. Yes. I mean, the, they... They need to check their privilege because I don't know if everybody <laughs> has that. You know, right. I uh, this summer will be the very first summer since teaching that I have it off and I'm not doing summer school. Huh. So, you yeah. know, I do have some time. We'll see how it goes, you mm-hmm. know, like where I actually do have some Year time. Year-round school. Year I wish. Round. I will start that chant. I'm Three ready. weeks on, two weeks up. Um, I'm going to lump 11 in with 12 12, uh, but uh, okay, I think the explanation for 12 makes it a little better. It says you get to reboot. So this idea of recharge and reboot. However, I do like the explanation and might agree actually. It says every year you start with a clean slate. You get a chance to correct the mistakes that you made the previous year. You get to rework the lessons that didn't meet your expectations and you get to build on your success and learn from your failures. And I do as an individual like that where I'm like, okay, once we get to the end of this year, Next year is a whole new adventure where I get to, like, change, develop, grow. There have been times where I've wondered, like, if a model of education wherein, like, the teacher follows the same class, Mm -hmm. basically, like, all the way up and through, like, how that might be beneficial. But I also see how that would be. Uh, detrimental just because like the specializing of subjects and like the subject matter gets more complex as you, you know, and then the teacher, it's that much more demand on the teacher. And then, you know, so I I don't think that it would actually work, but what I think could be interesting with that, this isn't really related to the idea of what is wonderful about teaching. Yeah. I totally blew that out. If you did it, but almost like a mentor thing, right? So like if you had um, like teacher mentor students, yeah, that you had like an hour, right? Like it was a a period because you need Uh time to do it. But you were like, hey, this is my group of 10 kids who I check in on and like I'm with them nine through 12 or whatever. Mm -hmm. That could be nice. Um, The idea that I might have to teach one group of children for years Mm -hmm. um, does not. I would hate that. (laughs) Well, I guess I kind of get that through the BAM program being six through 12, Mm -hmm. you know, so I guess I do get that one hour with, well, it's not the same 10 kids but like right if but they you stay do see there. them yeah. yeah you get to see them i don't know i think of like the one room schoolhouses that you literally would have that teacher from Teaching kindergarten from until yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but I, I, yeah i think it works with a younger age group mm-hmm. easier yeah mm-hmm. um i don't know I, I like that idea of like a mentorship class i always thought leadership or the style that I approached it should have been required for everybody. Mm-hmm. But it's, I mean, at the end of the day, it's just about building relationships. That's right. all it is. Yeah. 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 And just, there's so many students that don't have relationships mm-hmm. like that. And they're, those are usually ones that fall through the cracks. Yeah. But from that list, like I, I do enjoy that reset at the beginning of the year where it's like, 
okay, I remember how this went last year. Yeah. Like, I know how I want to approach it this year. Mm-hmm. I've had time to reflect. And it is kind of exciting to get new kids, like new personalities, yeah. meet new people. Um, you know, say goodbye to some of the old personalities you don't <laughs> want you're in your room a again. Small right, unless you're, you know, because mm-hmm. if you're at a small school, then you literally will have them. They'll take a f- your freshman class, and then you'll have them in your senior There's, writing mm-hmm. class or what have yeah. you. Um, but you know, even then, though, you still get some new ones, mm-hmm. yeah. or the dynamic some. changes, and right. I, I do like that. Yeah. Beginning of the school year was always an exciting time. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a, a busyness in the air and mm-hmm. energy. Yeah. Um, it was, it was good. I didn't really get to jump in on the summers off thing. Like I was never one to like have a summer off and some of that self-inflicted. Mm-hmm. Um, I usually had students start three weeks before school. Like yeah. we usually started in, in July. Uh, getting things prepped and man like those were like I get it was never like super structured of like oh we're here from eight to five you have to be here the whole time Uh it was hey we're gonna slowly kind of transition back into school we're gonna set our goals start working on stuff and that was always a really exciting time to build back some of those relationships or bring in some new people mm-hmm. who kind of fell in love with, with leadership and school all over again. And then the first day of school uh, would come and I would, I'd already felt like I'd started. So it was like, all right, like this isn't, mm-hmm. there's no stress. Yeah, it was it's not scary. It was, and well, and being able to like see you all again, like every day, like during the summer, we tend to not always see each other mm-hmm. nearly as much because we all are doing various things but just getting back together and catching up and that mm-hmm. was always always good yeah yeah well and I think about I don't really view myself as having a summer off but also that's a situation I've created for myself I don't know that I want one you know like I want time but yeah. I but I get in a very like doom state about like I'm not using the time that I have what am I doing what should I be doing um, and so, like that idea of needing three months to recharge, it ends up not working for my yeah. like my mental space. Yeah, there's anyway. no way. I don't. Th- I don't know. And correct me if I'm wrong, listeners. Write into me if you <laughs> use all three of those months and you don't do a single school related thing, because there's no way. I I couldn't yeah. function. Like we're still meet like, to plan. We still do like things. Guilt that gets associated with me actually taking time off. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean the you know people talk about the Monday doom day or yes. whatever like the Sunday blues. You get that only you have it the last month of summer like Mine August starts in July. July. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Oh yeah, right after July 4th or whatever. You're just like school is coming. <laughs> it's it's winter is coming. It's coming. Brace yourself. Um, so overall, how did we feel? Are those things that we enjoy about teaching on the list? Yay, nay. Yeah. 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 They did a good yeah. job. I feel yeah. like something's missing. I don't know what, but I feel like something. I was going to ask if you feel like there was something. I don't know what specifically. It just feels like a, uh, like it's too vague of a list almost, or it's too, I, I, I don't I don't know. I don't have anything specific. It just doesn't feel complete to me. Hmm. I mean, ultimately, I think it comes down to the people that you're with and the students, you know, and the environment that you teach in. Mm -hmm. Because you can have, that could always be your list and it always be your positives or those things can shift and move or be out of the window, like having control of your own space and things like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's up to you to build those relationships. Students, colleagues, 
community to to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And if you stop enjoying it, try to figure out why. Like, fine, um, it's okay. It's okay to to not enjoy it anymore. <laughs> yeah. As speaking as the person who left, <laughs> but don't don't go about it alone. Like always, always keep other people near and dear. Keep, find find those happy things. If it's not teaching, find it somewhere else. I also think if you are somebody who is living your best teacher life, um, we all worked with a math teacher um, who <laughs> was just like a ray of sunshine and yeah. like truly, truly, at least at that time, I don't know how she's doing right now, but truly just like loved teaching, loved being with kids. Um, And if you can, I understand that like shared spaces can be negative spaces, but if you can like bring somebody else into your joy, that is like such a gift, especially I think for like new teachers, new to building teachers, if you are living your best life, like please share it with somebody else so that they can also be part of that like positive community. Cause I think that's really important for new field folks. So, um, listeners, please write in to classify what category you would put each of us in based off our response to this list. How would you, what archetype are we fulfilling for you? INFTJ. Please let us know. (laughs) We want to know. WTWA at 277media. What does WTWA mean, Eric? Where the whiteboards are? (gasps) No way! Yeah, I hear it's an abbreviation. Acronym? Acronym. What is it? Some might say. Some might say. I don't know. Thank y'all. Thank you for listening. Please tune in next time where we discuss an ideal shopping list for teachers to be successful in the classroom. Also the students. Thank you. If you have any questions or comments for us, you can reach us at WTWA at... 277media.com Thanks for listening to Where the Whiteboards Are. The opinions expressed in our podcast are that of the individuals and do not represent the opinions of their employers, school districts, or communities in which they work.